0: Tuned into Geek Elite Radio. Good luck.
1: The future comes, and now my watch begins. It shall not end until my death.
0: I shall miss no game, withhold no news, report
1: all rumors. I shall wear no jerseys, and plead allegiance to no side.
0: Welcome back for another shift on the Geeks Watch. That's right, we're here. We're talking Black Mirror season four, episode two. Uh, before we get to that, we'll talk about some geek throughout the week. John, how are you feeling about Black Mirror season four so far?
1: I uh, really uncomfortable with this last episode.
0: Really uncomfortable. All right, that's uh, that's an interesting way of putting it. Um, yeah. I would assume, you know, being a father yourself, that it probably struck a little bit close to home.
1: And you know what? I really hate the cliche of, uh, you know, now that I'm a parent, I see things differently. <laughs> um, but I guess, you know, that thing is a cliche for a reason. It, it probably is. So if I was a, my cynical fatherless self, um, I would have been like, like, wow, that girl's got some issues. But now <laughs> I'm like, I don't know quite where to side and I'm terrified <laughs> of both experiences. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll get to that uh,
0: more a little later. Uh Let's talk about some geek news. One of the big things I saw this week and I thought was pretty interesting, Tim Miller, director of Deadpool, is going to be doing a solo well he wants to, he's developing a solo kitty pride movie over at Fox. Uh obviously right now he is in pre production mode for uh the next Terminator movie. Which uh, you know, i think cameron has signed off on but i'm pretty sure he signed off on every terminator movie so far
1: whether he wanted to or not he did (laughs) uh
0: but yeah he's got uh he's gonna be working on the next terminator movie so after that he's gonna be doing kitty pride which from the sounds of it everybody said that he's just a huge comic book fan so that's one of the reasons why deadpool did so well uh
1: i i'm you know i didn't know i wanted a kitty pride movie but i kind of do as, you know I as long as it's an adaptation of pride of the x-men oh I feel like we we are owed that one <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> did uh,
0: was there something about that story in particular that you just really enjoyed that you want to see on the big screen
1: it was just my first real introduction to the x-men before anything else I mean like that I was too young for secret wars and the original run of the Phoenix saga but Pride of the X-Men came out right at the time that I was getting into comics, being aware of them. and Plus, it was uh, also the animated version that I saw. That's right. With, uh, ironically, uh, Australian-sounding Wolverine, which <laughs> seemed to have been predicting that we eventually have... Hugh Jackman? <laughs> Hugh Jackman in the role, yeah. Uh,
0: do they bring... In your mind, do they bring back... Uh, oh, why can't I think her name? Um... The girl from Juno. Ellen Page. Ellen Page, thank you. Did they bring her back as Kitty Pride?
1: I don't know. Wouldn't she be too old? I mean, I guess it depends on what story exactly they're telling. Because True. I don't, well, first of all, is this even going to be tied to the general continuity or is it going to be a standalone Elseworld type story?
0: That's also a very good question.
1: I would assume that it would be tied to into the continuity, but maybe not. And then I guess depending on that, I mean, Ellen Page is in her late 20s now. I would say probably early 30s. Maybe early 30s, yeah. yeah. And Kitty Pride is a teenager. But
0: she still looks young. That's the thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, she does. She's holding up pretty well. So, I mean, I guess she still could play the part. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. I wouldn't mind them maybe reaching out to an unknown. It doesn't have to be someone with any real clout or star power. Um, I mean, Negasonic Teenage Warhead was pretty much a nobody. And it was a minor character, but I really enjoyed the portrayal. Right. That person did so. Very true. Why not just have somebody throw in there? Now, my other question I got about a Kitty Pride solo movie is: if it does include the X Men, would it be like a completely like separate, I guess, alternate take on? You know, would we have a Wolverine with an Australian accent for <laughs> no reason? And uh, you know, I don't know. It's, it's it's a good question. I would I would
0: assume that. Uh they would try and stick with what they want to do in the future especially since it's going to be so close by the time that movie's made it will be close to when the the deal will be finally be finalized for disney owning the fox properties
1: interesting so then there's whole that whole section to contend with as well if it's going to tie into the mcu as well mm-hmm. i mean and that's like two different universes now that are converging uh,
0: yeah very much so
1: as long as we get a dragon Maybe long, as long as Lockheed fist, is there yeah. yeah.
0: Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Uh strange things is a show that we talk about on the Geeks Watch uh when it, when it's on. Millie Bobby Brown is going to be producing and starring in a a series? I don't it's, it's a film uh called Enola Holmes Mysteries. Now, this is the younger sister to Sherlock Holmes and Mycroft. Uh, she is not only going to star in it, she's going to produce it. This is a what thirteen year old girl? No the girl part doesn't make a difference. Thirteen year old is the part that <laughs> thirteen year old, yeah. Yeah.
1: That is insane. But I mean, technically didn't the Olsen twins produce their movies?
0: You're right, yes. They they are the producers on all their movies were all their movies back in the day, so I mean obviously she's not good I well she will be making the big decisions, or making some big decisions, but I assume she'll have some good people around her to help her make those decisions.
1: Yeah, I think really a producer, and I mean, a lot of these Hollywood terms, I remember, are really, like, interchangeable, so <laughs> she could just be fronting the cash for it. It's. I think it's going to be more of that she's going to be the
0: face to get the cash, so, like... You know, when she has to go and uh, ask for cash for who from whoever, she'll be like, well, look, it's, I'm, I'm going to be a part of it. I'm going to be in it. This is, you know, she's the one that finds it. The producers are the ones that find the cash, whether it's their own or someone else's. Ah, okay. That's how I understand it. I guess. Do you know anything about Enola Holmes?
1: Uh, I had no idea Sherlock Holmes had a younger sister. <laughs> well, I don't think
0: Sir Arthur Conan Doyle created her. I think it's a, it's a added on. fictional character in
1: that case no i have no idea
0: but i you know what he could she could be in there i don't know i've never read any of the original sherlock holmes books
1: so i guess that brings my question is is this going to be set in modern times like the current sherlock or would it be uh like robert yeah era
0: i i would assume that it's going to be
1: set in the past but who knows it could be the first sherlock to be set in the future Actually, that's not true. There it was the was cartoon. A cartoon, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> with the robot Watson. I remember that cartoon. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Uh, I think it was made by the same people that made the Highlander cartoon. Yeah, I was think so too. Really bizarre.
0: Yeah, he used a boomerang yeah. instead of a sword. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a weird one. <laughs> Hulu, not to be outdone by all these anthology shows popping up everywhere, has signed on for a monthly horror anthology from Blumhouse. What do you think of that?
1: So, like, every month they release a new movie?
0: A new... I don't know if it's going to be a new movie or just a new episode. It might just be... I mean, it's a new episode since it's on Hulu, but it's going to be... I don't know how long it's going to be. It's going to be an hour and a half, an hour, two hours, or what. But, yeah, every month there will be a new one.
1: That would be a different uh, method of doing uh, releases of, you know entertainment like that i guess
0: yes yes that would be that would be brand new and uh (laughs) something that we would i don't know i i I can see it it's kind of like a
1: an appointment every month to to go check out i i want to combine it in my brain but i'm not finding the words to to make it like a a magazine
0: and a movie
1: oh so like maybe like a movie
0: zine a movie zine it's like a. it's a it's it's a TV comic book. I mean, there go, yeah, man. comic books came out every month, so it's it's like it's gonna be like uh, Tales from the Crypt comic book, but now movie. It's a film periodical. There you go. That's a that's a good way of putting it. So, uh, it, the first episode is set to debut in October, right around the corner, ten months away. <laughs> yeah, it'll be here in a flash. I wonder if they'll have all twelve episodes done
1: before October, or do you think they'll sparse it out um i'm pretty sure that by the time they start releasing them they'll be done Mm. if anything maybe some of the later episodes will be in like post-production but i wouldn't imagine that it would be like uh like for instance a a regular television series is usually uh still filming its episodes when the first start airing right and then like somewhere maybe like mid-season that's when they actually wrap on the actual filming and then they just finish up the rest of them.
0: That's like on a normal network show, cause like right. like you know, like Game of Thrones, they have all those filmed before the oh, yeah. episode airs.
1: So and it also depends too if it's like a single camera or two camera type and yeah. all these other little things. But yeah, I'm I'm guessing that they'll probably be complete by the time they start airing. And what do you think of, of uh of Bloomhouse or Blumhouse, I'm sorry. <sighs> they make profit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean the movies that you've seen of there so far is are you yay or nay
1: um i would edge more towards nay yeah yeah i mean they're they're good for like like i said churning out kind of disposable (laughs) horror movies (laughs) uh they rely too heavily on jump scares in my opinion um i like movies that take their time to set up the atmosphere i mean um these are not movies like The Thing or The Shining. Mm-hmm. You know, these are movies like what Insidious and uh, Saw and things of that nature. Right. I mean, they have other
0: things that aren't just horror movies. So they did like The Purge. I, I mean, I don't know if that's considered a horror movie or not.
1: Mm, I guess on what side of, you know, the establishment you stand on. <laughs> right.
0: And they did Split, which. I really enjoyed. Which was good, yes.
1: And that's not saying that most of their movies are terrible. There are some good ones. But I think on, on a whole, I think Blumhouse is kind of like the... Um, they're like one step above direct-to-video. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he has, they
0: have a uh, very interesting formula over there, I guess is the way to put it. I mean, they, they definitely make... Movies on the cheap, but are successful, are Successful, yeah. That's a good, good way of putting it. Uh, Black Widow movie. Finally, Marvel Studios has decided they're going to make a Black Widow movie. And I don't know if this necessarily means that they're going to uh, uh, have Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow exist after Avengers 4. Because it could take place in the past. It could be something else completely but uh, they have gotten a writer to to go ahead and make that solo film. Uh, a writer by the name of Jack Schaefer. She wrote and directed Timer, and a couple other shorts. But um, yeah, what do you what do you think of that?
1: Um, I remember really liking Timer. It was kind of a weird, quirky movie.
0: Yeah, it was a, it was a quirky little romantic comedy.
1: Yeah, but. Um... I'm kind of interested if they start to delve a little bit, and I'm sure they will, into uh, more of the history of Black Widow from when... Uh,
0: like we saw in Age of Ultron?
1: Yeah, and also like the reference that she made to having a lot of red on her ledger. Yeah. And,
0: and like, Beirut or whatever it was. Budapest. Or Budapest, yeah. Was, yeah.
1: I think you remember Budapest different than I do. <laughs> a little differently, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I want to see more of uh, her being kind of a bad guy.
0: Oh. See, mm. I wouldn't mind like... A movie that where she's on the run, uh is like another spy is chasing her down, but then there's like a lot of flashbacks to her early days as the black widow for Yeah. That whatever, you know, Russian government. And then maybe even have some tie ins where she she ran across uh Winter Soldier a couple of times. she even in Winter Soldier she she remembers having to try and keep someone alive when the Winter Soldier took her took That's him out. That's right, yeah, yeah.
1: She mentioned that. And uh maybe there's uh somewhere she comes across uh Charlize Theron from Atomic Blonde do a crossover <laughs> to that universe. Oh too. wow, okay. <laughs> that would be a good rival. Yeah, that wouldn't be bad. Uh yeah, I I think it's we're way overdue for a Black Widow movie. Um I'm a big fan of Scarlett Johansson and not just for the obvious reasons. <laughs> um and I think it's unfortunate that a lot of the the her other um action
0: where she's the lead movies didn't do well um lucy i thought was a good movie i really enjoyed it yeah but about halfway through it kind of it kind of goes off the rails for me like it <laughs> she becomes way too overpowered and you're just like well then what's the point anymore uh ghost in the shell i thought it was i thought it was good enough i i don't i didn't i don't have a, a I feel um i don't have a connection to the original anime so mm-hmm. i didn't i don't have that uh, to hold me back, and I just like, oh, it looks good, and I also don't have the the stigma of, oh, she's white, and this character is Japanese or a robot or whatever, and I'm upset by the whitewashing. Sorry, I just <laughs> am not upset by the by that. So,
1: well, you're upset by her gratuitous full frontal nudity and under the skin. Uh, I was not. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: so. There you go. i was like, how dare she? Right? No, turn no. Turn this
1: off. <laughs>
0: uh, so yeah, I I do hope a Black Widow movie comes comes about from all this uh, discussion. Apparently next month she'll be in talks to uh, or in talks with uh, the writer. Sit down and have a talk with the writer about you know what they what she plans because she has been doing the movie for or she's been doing the character for
1: quite a long time. Fingers crossed they go the Deadpool route and make it a hard R. I mean,
0: that's a possibility. It's a lot
1: of gunplay, a lot of shooting. And and we know she's willing for the other stuff.
0: Well, I think think (laughs) Under the Skin was probably a very uh, unique situation.
1: Well, and all I'm saying is that, uh, you know, as a beautiful female spy, she would use every weapon at her disposal, and her deadliest weapon is probably her sensuality.
0: There there you go. Uh, Do you know what... Go90 streaming services. Does that have
1: anything to do with GoPro?
0: I don't think so. No, I do not. (laughs) Uh, So, Go90 is another streaming service out there. They have other things, I would assume. They have other shows, and it's, it's it's a part of Verizon. But one thing that I saw was very interesting was that they will have a... Uh, show for critters.
1: Oh, I heard about this. I, uh,
0: that's a, a a movie that I enjoy, a space horror movie, creature movie from the eighties that I, I always liked. So when I saw this story come up, I was like, Oh, I might have to take a look at that.
1: Yeah, it's one of those series where they went down in quality the further they got into the sequels, but yeah, I have fond memories of the critters. I mean, don't all horror movies kind of go worse when they go with the sequels? Yeah, they do tend to start cheaping out and they forget what the uh what made the movies good and they just bank on, "Well, this is a scary creature. Let's put it in and just change the plot a little bit from the last movie, and then it just becomes derivative. But fun fact: uh, Critters is the movie that Raphael goes to go watch in the uh, original Ninja Turtles movie. It is not. And um the funny thing about that is that yes, I read the novelization of that when I was in school, <laughs> and he actually goes to watch E. T. in the in the original screenplay. Oh. That's what it was adapted to. But in, for some reason, I'm guessing because uh, there was no way that Steven Spielberg was gonna let them use that, you know, movie poster. Uh, in the original TMNT, he actually goes to watch, to watch Critters. <laughs> Raphael was not a fan. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I see. And then
0: uh, was it 20 years later? Michael Bay wants to make the turtles come from outer space. It's all connected. It's all yep. It's they're they're. Critters
1: in half shell.
0: <laughs> so we have a bit of a shakeup over at Fox Marvel. Uh, that how it still stands with their release dates, release dates and a director. So we have Deadpool two moving from June to June of this year to May of this year. So they moved up a month. That's good. Yeah, it sounds like it's gonna be a good deal for them because it will be two weeks after uh, Infinity War comes out and one week before Han Solo comes out, uh, which probably would give them a lot more money since they'll be in the box off or they'll be in the the yeah they'll be at the box office longer uh, for the summer. Um, yeah, which sounds like a good deal. Now I, I assumed uh, so that, but they're but New Mutants, however, is gonna be moving from. April of this year to February of next year. That's scary. From what I understand, is that they did it because uh, some the, some early screening, some screener audiences watched it and they didn't get get they didn't give back a good review. Uh, it sounds like they're gonna do some more reshoots to make it scarier, to make it more of a, a horror movie. Oh, well,
1: they're gonna double down on the horror aspect.
0: Yeah, that's that's kind of.
1: Did they not just release, like, within the last day or so, a new trailer for it?
0: Yes, I believe before this announcement came out, they did. Yeah. Yeah, not too long ago, which, yeah, that's, (laughs) I mean, that's, it's only a couple months away when it's supposed to come out, and they're going to move it all the way to next year. That's, that's scary.
1: That is a long time, but I can kind of see them kind of giving it the time and the space that it's going to need, because they already have a full slate of movies coming out anyway comic book movie related anyway so now i guess the way it works fox would still technically i mean assuming the deal even goes through because at this point we don't even know for sure if it's a done deal right with fox and disney like disney does want to buy fox and fox is like okay but
0: now you have to wait for government to sign off on it
1: or whoever yeah collusion or whatever Mm -hmm. monopolies
0: antitrust yeah things
1: So this is technically so falls in the domain of Fox. Yes. um, Maybe they're just thinking, well, we have nothing left to lose. And if we're going to try to milk something out of it, we might as well just try to make it good and put some more investment in it and get it done right. Or just release it as is like they did with, you know, some of their less good movies. Maybe. So uh,
0: with it moving to February of next year, that puts Gambit out of its release date and moving that to June of 2019 so from February 2019 to June of 2019 which might be a good thing because even though they're supposed to start filming here in March they've lost their third director Gore Verbinski has left the production of Gambit
1: that's not a good sign no and the fact that Gore Verbinski was their third director like wow really (laughs) and you couldn't keep him on either and, I mean I love Lord Gore burbinsky yeah he's a hard name to say <laughs> Gore burbinsky I mean
0: obviously he did all those um, pirates movies he made lots of money uh the, the ring he made made Rango uh, I would see yeah why why wouldn't you want him is it you know who I'd, I'd kind of want <laughs> it's, it's completely stupid but uh, uh oh man why did, why did it just why did it just leave my my, my mind? Uh, the director of Hard Target, you know, uh, John Woo. Oh, did Face Off, Hard Target, yeah. yeah. Hard boiled. Hard boiled, yeah. yeah. Get him to come make Gambit. Or. Or <laughs> so that's just a no from John.
1: <laughs> no, he's a good action director. Um, what about the guys from the raid? Yeah, Gareth Edwards. Uh, the Korean raid. Yeah, he's. Oh, okay. Yeah, but he. Yeah, yeah. That's right.
0: I think he's also making the the American raid. I ah. think I'm not sure. Isn't he also the one that did Rogue One?
1: Yes, that's correct.
0: I think you're making me doubt myself, but Wait, I'm pretty no, sure that's wasn't who,
1: it Matt Reeves that did Rogue One?
0: No, Matt Reeves did uh, the Planet of the Apes movies.
1: Oh, that's right. And I he's feel gonna a be lot doing of these guys confused. Now. <laughs> I got so many directors' names floating around in my head. Uh, yeah, it's. I don't. I, uh, what?
0: What about Garrett or, or the raid? That's the reason why you thought that would be
1: a good. Yeah, because the raid or the guys that did John Wick, just something that. I mean. Well, we already got the guys doing John Wick. They did. They're doing like. Uh, Deadpool. 2. Deadpool
0: too. Yeah. Well, uh, one of them is.
1: We'll get the other one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's doing stuff too. He's. T- <laughs> um. I don't know. Like. I. I don't want to sound like I'm a hater. And I don't like Channing Tatum because I do like Channing yeah, Tatum. I, I, I just. <sighs> Gambit is an interesting character. And Channing Tatum's not really a character actor, he's Channing Tatum. And almost everything he does, he's <laughs> the same guy. <laughs> So, you but you know
0: what? I'll have to give him this. He has gotten better. His his acting has gotten better the more movies he's done. I would hope so.
1: Yeah, the more you do something, the better you should get at it. I think. So it's not
0: Gareth Edwards; it's Gareth Evans, Evans. that uh, directed the raid. And I'm sorry. That, <laughs> I mean, they're so the names are very similar. You know, unsubscribing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we know our stuff most of the time. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. There's that. Uh, but yeah, I think. I think there shouldn't be, it shouldn't be really hard to find another director to make this movie. It, I mean, at this point, it might be difficult to find someone just to come in at the last second to, 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 to make the movie, but I really feel Shoot, like. Shoot,
1: get James Franco to do it. He's just won the Golden Globe for the disaster artist, so he's got some chops. Well, to... he won the Golden Globe for acting, <laughs> <laughs> he didn't win it for directing. Well, he can pass along some of his acting coaching to uh, Tatum. And... and,
0: you know, there's a little bit of bad publicity around him Ooh, right now, James right. Franco. So, you might want to stay away from that.
1: Okay, yeah. I mean, if you're going to get a comedic director to do it, just fine. let's get Kevin Smith. Let's just have him <laughs> direct it. <laughs> yeah, he couldn't, like, molest anybody if he tried. I don't think anybody, you know, I don't think he would ever think to do that. So. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, all right. Here's another subject that's uh, we've talked about quite a bit uh, so far this this new year. Uh, the Last Jedi, in seven days in its release in Chinese theaters, it's dropped
1: 92 percent of its screenings. I I hate to relish in that, <laughs> but that's what they get, you know. Now, are you talking about Lucasfilm or are you talking about the Chinese? <laughs> Well, no, the Chinese Chinese obviously don't care for it, uh, even though this movie and the last one were both obviously made to pander to the Asian art market um wait 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 you're gonna have to explain that one a little bit more why is this one pandering to
0: the asian market
1: oh by casting uh the character of rose oh and her sister. okay it's pretty much the same reason why they cast donnie yen in rogue one it's they, they're definitely well, no, trying to appeal he, he, to the no, chinese market
0: i don't know if that's true because donnie yen is just amazing so yes he is <laughs> but
1: horribly underused horribly I mean, underused i would have rather have seen a movie of nothing but him just being a a jedi monk as opposed to like jedi knight because that's the thing you know there's like force worshipers that aren't jedi which is obviously obviously him. what him yeah. what he is yeah um and instead we just got like this boring girl and her kind of like i don't know i i, I basically would have rather have watched a movie out of every character in rogue one other than Jin urso <laughs> Which is a really weird thing to come away with after watching the movie. It's like everyone around this person was more interesting than the main character.
0: That's int- that is an interesting way to put it. I, I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't agree with it, but I I would definitely say I that- love
1: like Gunny Machine Gun guy. You know, like <laughs> that dude was so cool. And that's that's one of the things I hate is I, I have no idea what that guy's name is. I can't remember his name either, even though he's like my second favorite character. Yeah, I of course. Liked to have seen more of the story of Bodhi, Body, the the. Uh, Imperial defector.
0: Yep the the pilot. His whole
1: story of how he got the plans <laughs> and the or the uh, message from the father and escaped. I mean, Saw Guerrera and all his backstory about how he was too extreme even for the rebels. <laughs> but no, we get the we, we we see a little girl who gets abandoned by her father figure and is picked up by crazy dreadlock yeah, man. It's, and the only reason they need her is because of, like, the fact that she's the daughter of this one dude. And they're only trying to use her as bait in the first place. I mean, there's a much bigger story here. And she obviously was not meant to be the main character.
0: <laughs> well, there was extensive uh, reshoots on that, too. So.
1: Yeah, that's true. I kind of wonder what the original story looked like. But it's <laughs> probably one of those things we'll never know. Well, about. we can go
0: ask Gareth Edwards about <laughs> that.
1: Or Evans? What no, those two? not Evans.
0: <laughs> He's making the raid, or he made the raid.
1: Let's go ask Garrett Headlands about what's going on. There
0: you here. go. <laughs> we could ask him about uh, Rogue One. that and uh, uh, Pacific Rim as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, some other big news. Uh, Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers, specifically their DC film branch. Um, they've uh, they've had some shakeups. And I think we talked about it last week with um, Walter Hamada yes, being uh, named head of DC Films. Well, Warner Brothers itself has put in Toby Emmerich as their new president or chairman or whatever they call it. Head of Warner Brothers Pictures. Uh, chairman. There you go. Uh, I, don't, I don't know how you feel about that.
1: Uh, who is he? <laughs>
0: I mean he's a producer he's made other things I would assume
1: yeah I don't know too much about him like there's a certain point where we start deviating from like the entertainment aspect of it and we start looking at like the financials and some of those guys aren't necessarily like superstars so their contributions or their like history is not as clear um, you know, whereas if you had someone like Jeff Johns and we're like, well, we know what he's responsible for and what he could potentially bring to the table. I'm assuming that this guy is the chairman now because he has a good track record, or at the very least, he has a very good pitch for how he wants to steer the company. Um, but I mean, we know from history that people like Tom Rothman, uh, or is it Tim? No, it's Tom Rothman. Um, he was the guy who was the former head of Fox for the mm-hmm. longest time and mm-hmm. under him you had some really really bad decisions being made like uh and the Wolverine origins and, <laughs> uh, among a few other things like uh Space Cloud Galactus and uh like this guy was like single-handedly responsible for some of the worst decisions in like the Fox Marvel properties and um was also known for being extremely stubborn against ideas that other people were adamant would be good um so yeah i without really knowing too much about what his track record is i would say that maybe he's just one of those guys that's known for getting results not necessarily for making decisions that fans would appreciate
0: you know and i would say that it sounds like what they're going to try and do is they're going to try and streamline everything make it so there's not uh so many people or so many um uh steps in between the movie getting made and the people making the movie
1: the cooks in the kitchen problem yeah
0: you know and that's exactly how they put it in this article so
1: hopefully that that
0: helps it hopefully that 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 streamlines it and uh uh course corrects the the movies if if they go forward with it i mean whatever however they go forward with the movies i still think there's a there's opportunity for a shared universe but if warner brothers says fuck it we don't want to do shared universes anymore we just want to make movies then more power to them and then 5 years down the line they're like haha these are all connected check this out and be like, well, you got me.
1: Well, I've been hearing some really interesting rumors lately about how uh, Ben Affleck definitely wants out of the DCEU now, and he may only make one more appearance in a future film, and you know, basically backdoor himself out of it. Um, yeah, it sounds like Suicide Squad two might be his last his venture, be- his last Batman. appearance. Yeah, and then the next solo Batman movie is going to be a complete departure unrelated to whatever this is who knows and they're definitely going to need flashpoint at this point in order to kind of make sense of all this and we'll see if that movie ever gets made yeah that might not even happen now from what i've been hearing so (laughs) yeah dc's a huge dumpster dumpster fire right now (laughs) Uh. well speaking of fires
0: uh hbo released a teaser trailer for fahrenheit 451 which i assume we'll probably end up talking about because we talk about a lot of hbo shows on this on this uh particular show
1: yeah and i'm a fan of that Particular storyline, so
0: yeah, that book was good. I, I remember yeah. liking that book. So we have, uh, I mean, and it really is just a teaser. It's it's literally a bunch of books on fire. So uh, <laughs> all we know is that Michael B. Jordan's going to be in it. I think I think Michael Shannon's in it too, if I remember the uh, a, a still from before.
1: General Zod's in this. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, he shows up in a lot of things a lot lately. Yeah. Uh, Frankenstein looking motherfucker. <laughs> Uh, I
0: mean how do you, so that's you you're excited to to watch this if it comes out? Yeah. Or absolutely. when it comes out?
1: I've seen a few versions in the past and I feel like every time they they make a version of that movie the same thing is always said like like this is such a, a poignant time for this to get made. <laughs> I mean I would uh, Yeah, ditto. <laughs> <Like> <laughs> this this seems like a very important time for something like this to be getting made just like every other time that they've made it for some reason but even more
0: so even more so uh yeah so uh speaking of hbo still game of thrones hbo president reveals the earliest we'll see uh will you see those spinoffs that they've been talking about it's probably gonna be
1: 2020 yep and we still don't know what those spinoffs are gonna be and no idea Uh, All we know is that they're going to wait about a year until after the last season is done, which is season eight, season eight. Yeah. yeah. And then we'll see what we get. But they're still in talks of doing something like five different spinoffs. Is that what it was last time I heard? I, th- I
0: don't really remember two, but I mean, maybe. I think they said they had the potential for Oh, here like, we go. Like, uh, indeed, we learned a while ago that HBO had begun work developing five separate Game of Thrones spinoff shows, yep. some, so, some of which are prequels, some of which are spinoffs, and some of which are based directly on material from our author George R.R. R. Martin. But when exactly we'll see these Game of Thrones spinoffs? Well, in true Thrones fashion, you'll have to wait.
1: I mean, it'd be awesome if they do something like the uh, the Age of Heroes, where a lot of the stuff that the prophecies are based on kind of originated. You know, you have the prince that was promised, and uh, the Long Night, and all this other cool stuff. <laughs> but um, that, more than anything, is going to be like so CGI heavy if they try to do an accurate representation. You know, if they if they talk about the Doom of Valyria, that's I mean. Well, yeah, you have to show like Pompeii levels of destruction.
0: I guess here's the direct quote from HBO programming president Casey Blows. I'm, I'm assuming that's how you say that name. Uh, at the TCAs, it says, There are five of them. If we do a pilot in series, nothing is going to air on HBO until at least a year from the fi- final season. We're not doing a final season and then... Uh, following it at 11pm. I've seen some exciting material. We have really great writers working on these. It's very exciting but there's no timetable. Not everybody is on the same schedule so I've seen different versions of different things that are potentially exciting but there's no timetable about when a decision would be made about any of them. So it's a lot of maybes. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's it's very non-news. <laughs>
0: yes, it, it really is.
1: Now, my hope is that we get the precursor to robert's rebellion the events leading up to that and basically the end so essentially we would have all of the events that caused uh you know the mad king uh to basically go nuts and uh you know rhaegar ups yeah. It's not absconding. What is the word when you run away with someone getting married? Eloping. Eloping. Yes. <laughs> wow. My brain is fried today. <laughs> and, um, yeah, have all of that. And Robert's rebellion have like a young, uh, hopefully they still get the guy playing Gendry to play a young, uh, Robert, Robert.
0: That'd be pretty cool.
1: Yeah. And, um, <laughs> on that note, kind of an interesting thing that I thought about, uh, Very tangential, but having to do with recasting a younger role. Um, You remember how uh, the young Indiana Jones was played by, was it Sean Patrick Flannery? One of the Boondog Saints? Yeah, yeah. They should have got him to play young Han Solo.
0: Yeah, well... I, Sean Patrick Flanery is not exactly young anymore. So.
1: <laughs> well, maybe they could have got the guy that played the younger, younger Indiana Jones. Then, but like that would have made. Uh, I was like,
0: gonna say, are you, you? Do you mean like uh, the guy who's dead, River Phoenix?
1: Oh no, no, not that one. The one because Young Indiana Jones Chronicles featured two. Different oh, chronicles. okay. They it had had like, Sean
0: Patrick Flannery and someone even younger.
1: Yeah, they had like Sean Patrick Flannery was like teenage uh, or late teen. Right. Indiana Jones, and then you had like a little kid version now. But uh, yeah, I thought that was <laughs> yeah River Phoenix. Let's get him back to uh, reprise the role. Yeah, uh, about that. But no, yeah, <laughs> um, I think it'd be cool. Like get Gendry. Hopefully, he's like really bulking up for like his final season to be like all like you know tacular <laughs> and uh, you know he's still in good shape by then. They can come back as young Robert and finally have him like wielding the old uh, uh, what was it like Valyrian steel, like Warhammer that he had or whatever that was. It was so awesome.
0: So you're saying young uh, Robert Baratheon's in a lot better shape than older Robert Baratheon? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Young
1: Robert Baratheon was like an Adonis. They describe him as being like just amazing, like a a human god as far as physical appearance Jeez, he let yeah. himself go <laughs> he did yes that's the that's that was one of the jokes in the story is like uh you know he tells ned man you've gotten fat yeah and he's like uh excuse me <laughs> <laughs> who are you talking to <laughs> yeah yeah and, and like there's even a one of the in season one there was a a time where he was reminiscing about his first kill and how he remembered lifting his warhammer and just like obliterating his like first opponent and lamenting how strong he was and of course what happened, you know, becoming a king just let himself go. And he, <laughs> I was like, yeah, like that's a sight to behold, man. Like he was like the the way they describe him in battle is just so brutal and like just you know, nothing could stand in his way. He was essentially like Sauron in that uh, Lord of the Rings uh <laughs> epilog or prologue. You know, it's just like bashing his way through like soldiers with his Warhammer.
0: Oh, well, you know, it's going to be a long time before we see any of those shows, so
1: let's hope uh they hope that they do them. Shit, I'll start working out and like audition for it. Well, you, you could be you could be young Ned.
0: Yeah. No, okay. All right. Actually, I'll, I'll you, be young
1: cereal. Yeah. I want to be him.
0: You know, you, you <laughs> look like uh um Jon Snow's uncle, the one that's the ranger. Oh, Benjamin. Yeah, right. Benjamin. There All you go. Right. I'll go with that. I'll be a young Ben. <laughs> You would be off on your way to the to the wall. Yeah, <laughs> to be a ranger.
1: I'll be like, well, guys, I'm off to the wall.
0: <laughs> uh, speaking of River Phoenix, really nice, nice segue. <laughs> okay, Keanu Reeves, jo- John Wick, John Wick TV show is going to be coming out. It's going to be the Continental. It's over at Stars. Stars has picked up uh, the the development of the series, The Continental, based off the safe zone for assassins in the John Wick movies um Keanu Reeves himself will be a producer on the show along with uh let's see the director Chad Stal- Staliski, uh screenwriter Derek Kolstad and other co-director David Lech and Basil Iwannick and Chris Collins that seems a like a lot of produ- producers
1: I'm assuming you'd need to, to get the proper funding for something like this. <laughs> now, I'm I'm super psyched about this because I love the mythology in John Wick that when it comes to this this underworld, the secret society of assassins. Yeah. And their currency. And I'd love to delve a little bit more into it.
0: I hope that we do. I hope they, they build out this world a little bit more.
1: I recently uh, I was watching the Honest Trailer commentary for John Wick 2. Okay. And they had the directors on there. Because um, sometimes they'll invite, you know, the people who were involved, and, right? And they were really cool about it. And they go a bit into, uh, you know, some of the mythology and how the the gold coins as currency is kind of based on Greek mythology of like the river Styx and paying the ferryman. Oh, that makes know, sense. Because they deal in death, so it makes sense that you know their currency would be gold coins like that. So. I'm like I want to see more of that yeah. that's a really cool like idea that I'd like to see explored more you know like these people they work in the underworld essentially they're merchants of death and that is just it tickles my fancy right where I I'm, I find a, a big like interest in things like that
0: mm. okay
1: also kind of I was going to mention it then I decided not to and I was like you know what I'm going to mention it after all wouldn't this be such a great uh, premise for a video game too. Yeah. Something along the lines of like the gameplay. I imagine the gameplay of like Max Payne within the world of the Continental. Yeah. You know, the Continental could be your hub and it just, you go on missions and all this other stuff and, you know, collect gold coins and whatnot. It lends itself perfectly, I think, to. Wasn't uh, that, wasn't that the, isn't John Wick the story of Max Payne? Like, isn't
0: it this similar? Isn't there something where, Keanu was Keanu Reeves in one of the video games as Max Payne?
1: I don't think so. Cuz I know the movie was Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, the movie he was Mark Wahlberg played Max Payne, but uh I don't think Keanu's associated to Max Payne the video anyway? game property. No? No. All right. Maybe I'm thinking of something else then. Maybe. But I'm just saying they could definitely adapt the Continental and the, the this whole mythology. It just into a perfect video game, honestly. Like, you know, something that combines like gun fu with uh you know, using your environment and all kinds of really cool stuff. Yeah,
0: no. I I I, I, I think it'd be it's gonna be a great show once it finally gets off the ground. Uh okay. The last thing I had was uh warner brothers you you kind of would wanted to talk about this too but uh shazam Shazam has a release date now of April fifth two thousand and nineteen
1: yes, <laughs>
0: I mean they haven't started filming yet <laughs> i don't think uh but yeah he's he's uh it's gonna be coming out next year
1: and uh do we have the director
0: yeah it's uh adam Sandberg that's right. Adam um, F. Sandberg. I guess he made the insidious movies?
1: I wanna say? I think that sounds correct.
0: Because James Wan made the conjuring movies, he made the insidious movies, and that's why uh what the Walter Hamada has a connection to both of those pe- both of those directors.
1: With him doing Aquaman, whatever. Right. Yeah, I think you're correct on there, and I could fact check it, but I'm not going to. <laughs> um I think and this is completely tangential, but I was just thinking today, like I know I've suggested Zachary Levi. That's his name, right? Yes. Uh, I suggested him for some different project before. I was like, you know what? This guy would have been a really good this character instead. And I think I remembered uh, that I recommended him for Green Arrow.
0: Zachary Levi's Green Arrow? Yes. Yes.
1: I mean, that was my recommendation. I, I think you said that before because I said that he played Fandral, which is kind of like yes. uh, Green Arrow. And that's, that's what reminded me. Like I had a flashback to that conversation, and I was like, "Who did I say I wanted Zachary Levi to play?" And I couldn't remember who it was. And I was like, "Oh, Green Arrow," because I felt like as Fandral, he looks just like Green Arrow. It's true. Like that basically would have been perfect. But yeah, him as Shazam. I mean, maybe they just need this extra time to bulk up. I mean it's definitely doable especially if uh, you delve into the uh anabolics a little bit and uh
0: <laughs> look I will sit here and I'm going to I'm going to say it until as long as people keep asking me I think that John Krasinski is, should would make a great green arrow.
1: Oh my gosh, have you seen John Krasinski recently?
0: Yes. Wow. I have. Why? Yeah. Have you are you saying it's still it's a bad choice? No. Oh. Like uh Have you
1: seen the trailer for A Quiet Place? I think that's what uh, the one I'm referring to. Yeah, where he's uh, shirtless. I don't know if he's shirtless in the movie or not. Okay, no. I saw a still where he was shirtless. Oh,
0: I think that's from the Jack Ryan show. Okay, that must be what. That it's might from, be the but... Jack Ryan. It might be from uh twenty or twelve hours or thirteen hours. Also,
1: no, but I don't want to say that he used to have a dad bod like Chris Pratt did because I never <laughs> really see saw him before, but, damn, <laughs> yeah. Be, and... uh... If you
0: watch the trailer for a Quiet Place, that looks like a really good movie and I've heard that that might be a backdoor uh third Cloverfield movie. <laughs> besides God Particle. Like yeah, besides God Particle.
1: Wow. I mean, at this point anything could be a backdoor Cloverfield movie. I'm convinced that <laughs> The Mother is a backdoor Cloverfield movie, <laughs> you know, at this point.
0: Uh, All right. Did you have another news story? I know you had a couple that you wanted to talk about. Uh,
1: I think I had one more. And I'm just checking my little trusty little data bank here. Oh, yeah. My final one. So, Gareth Edwards. Oh, look at that. (laughs) Is having his uh, Monsters movie adapted for TV. It is going to be filming in the UK for Channel 4 of the BBC. And uh, I believe it's currently in development. Has not been? And my phone just died, so I can't read the rest of my <laughs> article. But uh, yeah, so um, I was, i really liked Monsters. I thought it was an interesting premise, and it was really well shot. Um, you know, I've never seen that movie. It's interesting,
0: and I it's, know that's the reason why he got to do Godzilla. Like, yeah, because was... he
1: could handle like uh, an interesting kind of uh, intense story where. The monsters are a huge part of it, but at the same time, they're also kind of the more of the backdrop, because it was it was a very character-based storyline. So, if they do more of that, I'm game. That's I'd, I'd be really interested in seeing how that plays out.
0: Hmm. Uh, yeah. Like I said, I hadn't seen monsters, so I,
1: I, or yeah, I would have to. Well, spoiler alert! It's a backdoor for Cloverfield, <laughs> which came out before Cloverfield. So did it. I think so. Yeah, I think it came out like in 2006 or seven. Oh well, uh, yeah. I it, it, I'll, I'll have to go check. Is
0: it's not shot at all in first person like Cloverfield is, is it? No, no,
1: no. This is. Uh, it has kind of a found footage feel to it, but it's not found footage. It's more like, uh, um, what do you call that style of filming uh, where it's like a lot of uh, handheld, but it's not found footage. I would say. I would say that is found footage. Well, except it's well. I mean, the the cameraman is not like a character. It's it's just filmed in that style where it's there's not a lot of steady cam shots or whatever. It's uh, you you'll get it when you so see you it. So you
0: mean is it like all um uh, like uh more like uh like paranormal activity movies where it's all security camera and p- things like people set up tripods to catch
1: things. No, I want to say more like uh. Um, you know that ending sequence in, um, in, uh, children of men, like long takes. Oh, okay.
0: uh, You mean continuous shots, uh, long, long
1: camera can constantly following the characters through lots of stuff, but it's not like the cameraman's not an actual character. Got it. Yeah. More like that. Okay. Uh, fine with me. That works. Um, it does it to good effect. I'd say
0: good to know. Uh all right, well, let's go ahead and start talking about Black Mirror season 4 episode 2 Archangel. Archangel is the name of the product uh which is used to track and I don't know, parental control your child?
1: Um not so much, well, I guess there is a level of control there because you're actively like censoring what they're exposed to
0: right and you're filtering out (laughs) certain things and all that stuff
1: now it's interesting that it's called archangel and not guardian angel because they're definitely making the distinction that there's some sort of kind of a a low-key malice to it i didn't think about that yeah it's not angel it's not guardian angel it's not it's it's archangel Mm -hmm. and the archangels were more like the harbingers of doom than anything
0: yeah so what did you what did you take from the idea that because the little girl couldn't
1: see violence she then turned to violence um well so yeah let's get into it so I really, really enjoyed all of those aspects of the show, of this episode, dealing with the negative consequences of this technology on her. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought of it kind of like uh, in comic book terms, how Bruce Banner, at least in the uh, Ang Lee version, I know not everybody likes that one, but <laughs> I thought it was a good movie. Um, not a good script, but a good movie. Uh, and uh, the, the way that Banner suppressed his anger is part of like what caused his you know Hulk persona to develop subconsciously and eventually get released. I think um, the what it's trying to say, in my opinion, is that if we don't have a healthy release for things that are just part of normal human nature and experience, then you kind of re- you know the repression builds up and. It has to come out some way, so I mean, not to compare the two, but it's also it's kind
0: of the same the same theory working theory that you have in the Purge movies that you know you have to have that one day to exercise all these all this anger and, and stuff or else you're just gonna it, unless it, or else it just comes out
1: all throughout the year basically, yeah, it's like you know you put a a stopper on the the kettle. And the pressure is going to build.
0: It's still building, even yeah. if you don't want to believe it.
1: Yeah. I mean, just, just pretending like it's not building doesn't make it not build, essentially. And right. There, I guess it was like this misunderstanding of the, the parent just being overprotective and wanting to protect them from everything. You know, it's kind of a Finding Nemo thing there. You know, if you don't let them experience anything, then they're not going to experience anything. And that doesn't make for a healthy, you know, adult. <laughs>
0: And then we see, like, with the uh, – like, because at one time she has the filter on for uh, the dog, the dog, you know, barking at her. She's afraid her daughter will get a, was get scared of the dog and, and all that stuff, so she filters it out. But when we see that she finally turns the filter off, well, in the middle life of the child, uh, at first the girl is afraid of the dog, but eventually she becomes great friends with the dog. She walks past it every day's way to school until the point where the dog dies because it's a dog. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: Girl one, dog zero.
0: <laughs> I just, I don't know. This episode, I I did not enjoy it. I just, I was bored. I felt like it took really long time to to make us very, very simple uh, statement. And then there's no payoff at the end.
1: I want to agree with you partially there. Okay. I wasn't bored. I really did enjoy that whole, and probably because of being a parent. Mm-hmm. Uh, watching the mom's uh journey mm-hmm. of you know having the freak freak out of like losing her daughter for like an afternoon, and then how that just totally destroys her confidence and like parenting to where she feels that she has to resort to this technology, uh, which we'll get into in a little bit more, but how this technology seems to be a crossover to a lot of the other. Uh, technologies we've seen in the previous episodes. This
0: episode has a lot of uh, Easter eggs and callbacks to other episodes in Black yeah. Mirror.
1: So, um, I, I really, I wouldn't say I enjoyed it. I felt this this episode definitely tugged at my insecurities and some of my uh, uh, phobias as well. I guess, like, <laughs> I'd hate to lose my kid and be in her position. That would just be horrible. Um, and so, so to some degree, I can kind of agree with her. Like, you know, there's people who chip their kids, like they would chip a dog. These, you know, in in this age, like that's possible. You can do that. Um, I would resort to something less extreme, like getting one of those little RFID tags that you can put on their backpack or something, which kind of helps you pinpoint their location using GPS. That's kind of like the extreme I would go to at the most. But um, even that's still kind of like. You know, that stuff didn't exist when we were growing up. And, I mean, yeah, sure, a kid went missing here or there. But for the most part, we're okay. You know, we come out of our childhood relatively intact. If I have a kid, I am chipping that kid. (laughs)
0: There's going to be a chip in their foot that says where they are at all points. It's
1: just just what's going to happen. Well, see, then that kind of makes me wonder then why you thought that this episode was not quite as interesting. Because because the, the child turns on her. Well, because we're exploring the downsides of this technology. It, we also have to take into account that this was they state clearly this is like beta testing of the technology. It hasn't been approved for like wide release. So she's essentially like a you know a, a, like a test lab, a lab rat for this thing. And it turns out, yeah, there was a reason why it didn't get approved overall. Yeah, they even said
0: it's outlawed in certain countries and stuff like that. Um,
1: Which I like that reference because that actually speaks some truth about this. In the U.S., there's a lot of things, especially in our food, that are are allowed, which are banned in other countries. (laughs) And I find that really interesting. there's There's
0: There's a lot of things that are banned here that are allowed in other countries, too. It's just the way countries work.
1: Yeah, but... The more you look into it, it's interesting. That's a whole different conversation, yeah, it is but a whole it goes different into some interesting uh, conspiracy theories that, I, of course, I'm fond look, of.
0: Look, I just feel like towards the end of the episode when the, the girl, and I, I don't know why I can't remember her name, but uh, when she goes, I, I don't want to say crazy, but when she goes off on her mother and starts beating her with the with a tablet, I, I feel like that was kind of an overreaction. Yes, Yes, it's her, you know, the, the mom had been screwing with her life. And then now, you know, as an adult or not even an adult, she's 15, you know, she's interfering. She feels that she's interfering too much, but parents interfere with children's lives. It's just what it is going to be. This is just a new technology for it. I just, I mean, it's not like she, she would, she was doing things that she shouldn't have been doing. She was doing Coke. 15 year old girl is doing Coke. And, you know, having sex with her boyfriend, her older boyfriend. Now if you would have sat there and said that if the show had been like she wasn't actually doing these things and the mom fucked up, then I would have been like, Yeah, okay. I-, I understand, but and I know that like they, they- the way they cut it, they edited it together was they had it so that the mom looked at the very wrong moment to be looking because it was it, it made it seemed a lot worse than what it was actually going on. And it even paints the boy in a much worse uh, picture than what like it was actually the girl that wanted to do things and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, I thought that was interesting that she was the one that was instigating a lot of these things. Mm-hmm. And uh, the mom wouldn't recognize that, though. She would. The way she saw it and the in the way she's acting in the in the, in, the, in a normal storytelling
0: method, it'd be like the girl was uh, uh i guess Sarah Sarah was very a very sheltered child, yeah, and she wasn't. I mean, she didn't seem that way the well, mom the the mom still had the chip inside her her kid's head, but she didn't use it anymore, not since she was a she was a baby or since a toddler.
1: Yeah, like a a preteen or something is when she cut it off. Nah, she wasn't 4 years old anymore. It was when she was in that uh She was like 6 or 7. She wasn't I wouldn't say preteen. Um what comes before preteen? Isn't there some other word? Uh adolescent? No, that's after teen. Is it? Well, that is teen actually. Okay. No, whatever she is, she's no longer a toddler, but she's definitely yeah, like just a little older and uh, that's when the mom decides to like stop Well, because she
0: she started jabbing a pencil into herself and then she's causing
1: self-mutilation because like she's here. Well, first of all, she's hearing all these different things about violence and blood and descriptions of things that she can't see. So, like, you know, she can't see blood. That's weird. You know, like even drawings of blood, she can't see it. So (laughs) she cuts herself and all of a sudden all she sees is like pixelated red stuff coming out of her hand, which is gotta be messing with her you're like what is happening you know like so um, and by the way I totally related to the guy when he's like showing her like the worst things imaginable on the internet cause that's me like once you get to know me for a short while I'll show you some really obscene things It's like a rite of passage. It's like yeah. if you can hang with me after I show you this, then we're good. Then we're good. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's a good way to filter out the people that you know can't handle me at my worst. <laughs> okay, Marilyn. <laughs>
0: uh, I don't know. To me, that's just I, I. felt like there was too. And I know for a show like Black Mirror, that's saying a lot. Uh, you know, if it was that it was too extreme, like her reaction for me was too extreme. Like,
1: it's blunt metaphorically and literally that she beats her with the tablet.
0: Yeah. And then the fact that the tablet still works after 10 years, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like, I know she plugs it in to recharge it but who's who's had a tablet or a cell phone that's worked after 2 years, you know, <laughs> of constant using?
1: Well, this one's no longer made by Apple, so like it's got good batteries in
0: uh, okay. it's good. it. Oh, it, okay. You don't have to worry about the OS update. Yeah. I mean, wouldn't that have been updating like a whole bunch of OSs when she <laughs> powered it back on? And the fact that she found it, too. I mean, I have a hard enough time finding my old technology, let alone 10 years later, in a box
1: somewhere. I think that deep down inside, she had always had like a contingency plan to go and, go and it grab it own. again. Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, let's see. There's a couple of things. And a stuffed Waldo, the character from season two, episode three, can be seen in Sarah's stroller when the two enter the park. The memory recall interface in the Archangel program, when Marie is reviewing Sarah's memory, is similar to the grain memory interface in season one's "The Entire History of You." There is a poster in Sarah's room for Tusk, who is the musician seen in the season three episode "Hated in the Nation."
1: Uh, the censoring option looks like it was straight out of the uh, the Christmas special.
0: The censoring option, yeah, the
1: Christmas special. The,
0: to demonstrate how the filter within Sarah's implant works, the doctor shows a combat scene from Black Mirror episode Men Against Fire to the three-year-old Sarah. Um... Let's see some other things. This is a young trick exposes Sarah to the series of videos depicting violence. One of them, a clear reference to the iconic horror film series saw Paul Bronstein. Anthony played the character Ryan in the most recent installment of jigsaw. The website seen on the Rex pharmacy sign, RexPharmacy.net, leads you to a webpage that with an image of the troll face seen in season three. Oh, nice black mirror, shut up and dance. Set in and around the Harrisburg-Lancaster-York area in the state of Pennsylvania, the phone number for the Rex Pharmacy where Sarah's mother shops has a 717 area code. On the refrigerator while Sarah is a child, the magnets on the top door BM pay homage to the show. Several devices shown are modified Apple devices. The Archangel tablet charger is an iPhone charger. The desktop charger is an iMac with a modified screen and the desktop keyboard is an iMac is a Apple Magic Keyboard with modified keys. And some filming took place in Toronto, Canada. And it was directed by Jodie Foster. Or the first one to be directed by a woman, Jodie Foster.
1: Really? It took us 4 seasons to get one female director?
0: Uh according to IMDb trivia.
1: All right. Man, yeah, I guess it could be true. I don't know how they were back in England. The You know, the lady who played the mom, Marie,
0: she looks so familiar. Rosemary DeWitt. Did you remember her from anything?
1: Um, Nothing. She did look familiar, but I couldn't place her, and I never bothered looking her up. Apparently, she was in La La Land. Oh, she was in the remake of Poltergeist. I remember that. I did not
0: see that one. Uh, Kill the Messenger. Promised Land. Uh, those are the things that I've oh the odd life Timothy Timothy Green. Oh she's in episodes of Mad Men, so there's
1: ah, that's John Hammer I again. remember her from, yeah. Yeah, John Hamm probably banged her. Okay. John <laughs> Hamm or his, Well John Don Draper. Don Draper, okay. That was kind of his thing.
0: Yeah, true. Uh
1: anybody else did you recognize from the show? Um no, I didn't nobody really jumped out at me. Um I did want to say that, uh, although I did enjoy... Well, again, enjoy is the wrong word. I was really fascinated by the episode overall. I did feel like the ending was undeserved. And that was the one thing that kind of made this from being a good episode for me overall. Because there's been other episodes where I'm left with a really, really like, soul-crushing feeling at the end of it. But I'd still say it was a good episode. Um, this one... Just because the ending was just so random and undeserved, in my opinion, e- even if it was kind of in context, I think the argument could be made that it was the final lashing out of all the repression uh, caused by this situation, all just concentrated in one moment of violence. The fact that it just happens so almost uh, animalistic, yeah, I mean, and then it ends with her just kind of running away. Yeah, I that that is the only like thing that really kind of just it just to me it did not like it it really
0: felt like they didn't have an indie and they were just like uh she beats her and runs away and that was it it just ends it's like i and 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 i i I would get it if she if they would have showed us that she the mother was still repressing her through those years the time gap that we had and like showed that she was still repressing her somehow but for as much as we know she didn't she met she let her live a pretty free life between those two ages and then for the next for the two weeks that we saw of her banging some dude and and doing coke (laughs) uh the mom was just like oh my god what's going wrong with my, my daughter and then she went and told the boyfriend to be like just leave her alone don't you know if i if i see you hanging around with her i'm gonna tell the cops that you you're a drug dealer which what parent isn't gonna do that
1: and he was. And he was a drug dealer. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's. she might as well have just gone all the way. That's the thing that I hated is that it kind of seemed like the mom wanted to be like... The cool mom? The cool mom. Of like, <laughs> like, it, rather than talking to her daughter, she went behind her back.
0: Yes, that is the bad part. She and, didn't talk to her.
1: Yeah. And, and, and I don't understand... That portion of it. Like, I'd like to think that if, uh, well, I mean, obviously I am a parent, but uh, if my daughter was at an age where we could have a conversation about something serious like this, I would have the conversation rather than be, like, you know, tiptoe around it, do things behind her back, sneak in, like, uh, like morning after pill or abortion <laughs> pills into her milkshake. Yeah, that was bad, too. I was like, oh, that is so, like, that's, ew. like, Is that what... The warning in on the tablet was telling her that you know that your daughter's pregnant. Yeah, yeah, it was. uh, That was revealed afterwards. Like you don't know right away why she's doing it, but then you kind of put two and two together, and you're like, oh yeah, like the thing was monitoring her, letting her know that like the the hormone levels were registering a Mm -hmm. pregnancy. Because that's the thing. This thing, like, it was so super intrusive because it could tell when she was excited, when she was scared. Um you know, like <laughs> her heart rate would be going up, or there was like narcotics in her system I mean, like this thing was a really thorough tablet <laughs> <laughs> it was a really thorough
0: grain <laughs> yeah. uh yeah it, i i I really feel like it was just it was a real it's it's to me it's the weakest episode uh of the series so far um and with my Not liking of last week's episode I would say that I am Not liking season 4 so far You're 0 for
1: 2 right now I'm
0: 0 for 2 for season 4
1: Hmm well Like I said I I I liked the first one But I think it's because I saw it completely Different than the way you did Mm -hmm. And this one I liked I liked more things about it than I hated But I have to kind of lean towards more I was dissatisfied with it overall Okay so, I'm not quite there with you, but I guess we'll just have to see how the rest of the season plays <laughs> out. I've, I've been hearing some interesting things about the next few. I, I haven't seen any as of yet from the remaining episodes. So, I think, uh, yeah, next week, I'll be just as fresh on it as you are. And,
0: you know, I, I haven't gone forward with any of the episodes either. But uh, one episode that I keep hearing about that I, I'm really interested in, in what, when we finally get to watch it is Hang the DJ. I believe is what it's called. Uh, and it's, uh, it's about, I believe it's about uh, the online dating or online dating apps. That's why. Oh yeah. Yeah. The, had the, Tinder to, yeah the Tinder app. Yeah. The Tinder app had, yeah. had something to do with last week's episode where the, the receptionist girl was using a That's using right. A yeah.
1: Dick. It's referenced.
0: So, so yeah. Next week's episode though, will be crocodile. So that's uh season four, episode three. We'll have to see what it, what's about. Is there anything else you wanted to say about
1: this episode? Mm, No, I want to say just uh, should more technology like this actually become available, then um, it'll be interesting times for parents who want to over-parent yet under-parent at the same time (laughs) by letting technology do a lot of the hard work. I mean... Isn't that what we kind of isn't that what this whole show is about? Is it
0: it's about the technology doing the harder work for us, taking taking stuff out of our hands so that we you know, we can rely on other things and I think it's more about the abuse of the technology or like maybe misusing it. Well, I I con- I think that goes hand in hand. As soon as you have you give your power over to certain technologies and stuff like that, you are abusing it. You're you're abusing it to the point that you're abusing yourself. That's how I see it. If that makes sense, John, talk to me. You I'll can't have to get back it. to you on that. <laughs> <one>. <laughs> All right, folks. If you have an opinion on this episode of Black Mirror or any of the stories we shared with you today, we'd love to hear you. Uh, get on, get to me on Twitter at at Agent underscore of the underscore Bat. John's also on Twitter as
1: I am at Magic Bollocks, and let us know. Would you chip your kid? Yes, yeah, please
0: let us know. You know what? Uh, just talk to John in general because he <laughs> isn't on his Twitter enough. He doesn't tweet anything ever. Because nobody talks to me. You, don't, like, you need I, to talk to other people. I have nothing to say. You have plenty to say. <laughs> just start saying it. Throw in hashtags. You'll get. You'll at least get bots to start talking to you. No, that's true. Uh, so uh, the rest of Geekly Radio is at Geekly Radio on Twitter, at Geekly Radio on Instagram, And Facebook.com forward slash Geekly Radio is our Facebook page. Check out our website, GeeklyRadio.com, for archived episodes of this this podcast and other podcasts on the Geekly Radio Network. But until next time, this is the Geeks Watch on the Geekly Radio Network saying, always remember to Geek geek out.
1: We now return you to your regularly scheduled program.